0: ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk. And it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we are your host. So we have a lot of exciting things coming up on this Monday. Welcome back from the weekend. We weren't here because, well. We got weekends off, ha ha. <laughs> we totally have weekends <laughs> off. So some of the topics that we will be discussing on today's show is crime crime all the time or as they say crime crime all the time the hunt for a new APS superintendent is on and what the heck is a golden parachute and special guest we have somebody in studio with us we have an interview with Janice Arnold Jones regarding uh, voter issues voter rolls and um, everything to do with election integrity
1: makes you wonder, yeah, when are we going to clean up the voter rolls? Who's going to do it? How are we going to get all the dead people off there? You know, everything that causes all the voter distractions in New Mexico, we lose elections doing stuff like that. So I hope they go clean up the voter rolls. I don't know how we're going to do it. Maybe Janice will have a good suggestion.
0: She might, because, you know, Janice, she's a
1: go-getter. She does. She's out there, and she never stops. She's a real faithful Republican. She,
0: yeah, and a faithful New Mexican. And loyal. And loyal. Mm-hmm. So before we get to that, I want to talk about the stimulus checks. It looks like they're on their way, but some people, but not for everybody. How sad is that? How sad is that? So if you were on the first couple of waves of the stimulus, uh, there's a possibility, depending on on income and and things like this, that that they've redesigned the criteria of who will get the stimulus. So That's what you get for working. (laughs) (laughs) You get punished. (laughs) totally. Totally. So if all goes as planned, millions of Americans will soon be getting another stimulus payment. This time, it's up to $1,400 for individuals and $2,800 for couples and an additional $1,400 for dependents. The payments under the American uh, American Rescue Plan was adopted by the Senate this past Saturday. And, and the third, as far as we know, is the largest payment sent to Americans under the coronavirus relief package over the last year. The payments will be distributed, obviously, by the by the IRS. But again, some people are going to be left out. So based on the last two rounds of stimulus payments, what do we know? Well, based on the last two uh, rounds of stimulus payments,
1: it's, uh, the IRS will probably be issuing advance payments either based on your 219 federal return or the 220 return if you already filed one. But if your income was too high for payment based on your adjusted gross income for 2019, you think you may not be eligible based on your circumstances from last year you should file your tax return as soon as possible so the irs could direct deposit it into your account and people want to know how soon will i get a stimulus payment but the last one just two days after the second stimulus package was signed into law well, actually on december 27th uh, they started getting their payments direct payments like in two days and also how much do i have to earn to qualify for payments they they're not everyone's going to get a payment some earners will be no doubt left out of it. So if you have an income to qualify for similar uh, payments, it's gonna be um, $75,000 or less for a single family, they won't probably qualify. And if you're a couple and you make $112,000, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 150000 then they probably won't qualify. So these eligible taxpayers will also receive an additional 1400 for each independent child.
0: Right. So, you know, uh, it seems like the like the left is is always tax the rich. Don't give the rich anything. (laughs) But the reality is that the people that are getting cut include the middle class. Yes. Uh, The middle class isn't dirt poor. The middle class makes, you know, living and it's a spectrum. And a lot of New Mexicans are are going to be left out of that, even though in New Mexico we were one of the hardest hits uh, states hit with, with, with coronavirus lockdowns by our governor, we, have, uh, we still have uh, some of the, the worst restrictions ever. School still is, isn't in session, and so... And, and you're not going to get any money. And you, so there. Yes, yeah, so there. So there. <laughs> so uh, to double check all of that, obviously take your stimulus into your own hands and figure out what it is that, that, that you need to do to make sure that there are no issues if you do qualify. So something else in the news I, I I popped in on Workforce Solution, a.k.a. the unemployment office. New Mexicans getting unemployment help through the pandemic were overpaid and may have to pay it back and may being the key word there. New Mexico Department Workforce Solution says it will offer waivers for people who were overpaid by mistake through the pandemic Unemployment Assistance, or what they're calling the acronym PUA. so And surely there was fraud, too, because, you know, it's it's New Mexico. Mm, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how did it go down? We'll just bounce back and forth. So about 20,000 New Mexicans received a notice for repayment from the Department um, of the Unemployment. Shocking, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, while some have paid their employment off, Department of Workforce Solutions, uh, the Cabinet Secretary, Bill McCamley, he cites these uh, common reasons for the overpayment. He said they are failing to report gross earnings or other deductible income correctly. Claimants must report their earnings before deductions and also continuing to receive unemployment insurance benefits after returning to work. Earnings must be reported
0: in the week they are earned and when they are received, so in other words, information entered by the person requesting the benefit from New Mexico Workforce Solution. Well, is where the problem occurred. That's so, what it is. So in other words, no oversight, no foresight, no problem. Says, says Department of Workforce Solution Cabinet Secretary. Let's not forget, he's a Cabinet Secretary. That's a big title. That means that man right there. He's the he, man with the plan. Oh, he's a boss. He's a boss right there. So according to the Department of Workforce Solution, the, uh, this Cabinet Secretary, Bill McCamley, uh, will waive the requirement to pay back the overpayments.
1: Nice. that's That'll work. You know, he said, in other words, information by the person, that's what the problem is in the Workforce Solution. And he says, no problem. Uh, it, it's taxpayer money anyway. No problem. That's tax- how he stated it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. He also said that, that the department is hard at work working on a way to remove the requirement that obligates that taxpayers be repaid for people who collected more than what they qualified for in unemployment benefits. So in other words, all of these overpayments are just gonna go ahead and let whoever collected them collected them and not even mindful of the people who may just be barely going through the process to apply, and, and but at the end of the day, a taxpayer dollar. At the end of the day, somebody was overpaid a benefit, and yeah. And he said he he specifically said this
1: bill, McC- McCamley. He said New Mexico waived the requirement to pay back the
0: overpayments. Yeah, they're just yeah. going to waive it. Well, it's a taxpayer money. What did he care? He yeah. like, said <laughs> first it was there, and, and then now, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, so because the number has come down. Okay, so okay. Back up a little bit. More than 150,000 New Mexicans were unemployed at one point in June 2020, and that was 15 times the pre-pandemic levels. So again, New Mexico was hit super hard. So now that the numbers under 109,000 people on unemployment, the department now says it finally had time to identify that this problem even occurred. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he said, oh, OK, <laughs> we got us a little breather. Let's go on a break outside or something like this. And they go, holy moly. <laughs> they said all these people are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars every month in repayment. But make, if you're one of those people, make no mistake. Uh, New Mexico Workforce Solution Cabinet Secretary says like this.
1: You're off the hook. Don't You're worry. You're off the hook. You're in New hook. Mexico. We're in a pandemic. The whole legislature's crazy. Yeah, nobody has to pay back anything. Yeah, se cabo. Yeah. Well, that might work out yeah, during a pandemic. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was in unemployment right now.
0: <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So it's kind of interesting. They uh, they found multiple bodies at the airport. Was it scary? Easier? The so, car. So they don't believe that the murders took place there, mm-hmm. but they did find, I don't know, I'm guessing like either bodies in a bag or in a trunk or like something weird. Yeah. So it's crime, crime all the time. in ABQ, you always got to be looking over your shoulder, making sure you're okay, stay safe out there. Uh, we're going to wrap up this little section so we can get our guest Janice Arnold-Jones on the mic and we can introduce her to all of you guys. I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to Off the Cuff ABQ, you're listening to 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and this is not for the easily offended. That's okay. Everybody will be offended at some time. Just man up. Right. Real quick, before <laughs> we go to commercial sponsors, Semco out of Belen, thank you very much. The Sheridan uh, Initiative, your work is essential. We completely appreciate you. you. And the real conference that's coming up soon. You'll be hearing an ad on that. Please sign up for it if you're interested. We'll be right back 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Don't go nowhere, stay there. See, leave it there. Lock in. Be cool.
1: Hi, my name is Christina,
0: and I'm Kenneth Garza,
2: and we are the founders of the Cherub Initiative, a nonprofit organization. We help abortion minded women choose life with alternative resources away from abortion. Find out more about us at cherubinitiative.epizy.com and remember to click the donate button. Again, that is cherubinitiative.epizy.com
1: Preserving life,
2: one baby at a time, saving lives, one mom at a time.
0: Up ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we are your hosts. Exciting. We have Janice Arnold-Jones in studio with us today. We're going to conduct an interview. Say hi, Janice. Hi, Dinah. (laughs) How are you doing? I am so pleased to be at Off the Cuff.
2: I am so excited about what you're doing. It will be a breath of fresh air for
0: Albuquerque. Totally. huge totally thank, thank you. you thank you. you yeah thank you for your vote of confidence um what you do is super essential I know that you met with 60 like-minded people about uh the idea of cleaning up the voter rolls absolutely uh you know and it's kind of geeky and down in the weeds uh so let
2: me launch you just stop me anytime so there are a couple of principles I want you to your your listeners to keep in mind Our country was built on three principles with regard to elections. The first and foremost was a secret ballot. The second is one person, one vote. And the third is the precinct. And I know that sounds odd, but what that means is your representatives should come from your community. All of that is being threatened right this very minute, and you should be very concerned. Tell us how. How's it getting threatened? Mm. Well, I mean, say, so I know that you heard lots of reports and you've seen this before. It, this is the, the land of manana mm-hmm. and many other things where, uh, people will hand you a list and say, this is how you're supposed to vote. And then they go back in and look over your shoulder. That is not a secret ballot.
0: It's not a secret. Ballot.
2: No, no. And, and it's much worse. We're, we're actually much better off than you think in New Mexico, other States, uh, they had people standing with clubs standing over you. Wow. Uh, can you say Philadelphia? Interesting stories. Um, one person, one vote. Um, well, I'm say you all know that there are people who have voted more than once. In our state, is it uh, enough to turn an election? Probably not. Uh, but there are parents who decide to vote absentee for their children away from college. I hope that offends you. I hope it offends you. I <laughs> love, yeah, that is
1: a deep offense. <laughs> this isn't
0: for the easily offended, but... Uh, now the, I'm offended. But voter integrity, when that when that in- integrity is threatened, when it's manipulated, when it's used, when it has a heavy hand on it, uh, there is offense to that because uh, its it's representation is what we're talking about.
2: Right. And so that that's the third. But the precinct is what's so interesting. So we have been crunching data in Bernalillo County since uh, actually before the election, but seriously after the election. We have one precinct where almost 61% of the votes cast this time, came from individuals who don't live in that district amazing is it and i hope you're angry because you should be you know part of our system of government is that you should be able to walk down the street to your representative and tell them what you think if people are electing someone who don't even live in the district uh, why i mean it's it bad happens. enough that we have people who who run who don't live in the district right. and we have two representatives currently in new mexico in that category um who are they uh, uh, Roybal Caballero. And, yeah, uh, she
1: lives in Texas, doesn't she?
2: And, and well, her major residence is in El Paso.
1: Well, that's Texas.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it is. It's not New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> El Paso. So... So that rumor is well, not rumor. Oh no, I have it, the proof. But it started as a rumor. It started as 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 this idea that maybe Patricia Caballero,
2: Roybal Caballero,
0: mm-hmm. Roybal Caballero didn't live in the district. I remember this as a journalist. I picked up the story. We picked up the story, and we, um, I, I think, we kind of met you during that process or something. But that has been known in New Mexico for more than a few years. It has been brought to the attention of. Of officially and, and still nothing has been done Dr. this is amazing so there is a little wrinkle in the law um
2: one is that she had a false address or it, it could have been challenged t- within 10 days of when the petitions are filed if it is not challenged then then no harm no foul
0: and so no problem
2: and, <laughs> and, and and but there is a long history of this our current attorney general hector balderas Uh, represented Wagon
0: Mound, but he lived on 4th Street in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you care? I care. I care, too. I I care, care too. Because in New Mexico, it's always like this. Like, where are you from? Right? And you instantly know somebody's not from here. If they go, oh, uh, I live on the east side. And you're like, the east side or what? Oh, you mean the northeast heights? Because that's what we refer to it. Oh, you mean the South Valley, the North Valley, something like this? Because that's where we come from. So it absolutely is important that representatives are, are being truthful, but from the get-go, they're just... That's just, exactly right, and if you put somebody in, I mean, can you imagine the South Valley being
2: represented by somebody who lives in the Northeast Heights? I, these are very distinct communities, the the needs. And, and, you know, I can just tell you, I'm from the Northeast Heights. We have infrastructure. In fact, when I was first elected, George Buffett said, you don't need any capital outlay money. You give your capital outlay money where people need infrastructure. Uh, and, and this is uh, the candy guy, George Buffett. Mm-hmm. And he was adamant that we needed to look at that infrastructure. in the South Valley to this day does not have in- infrastructure What's the story? Where are your representatives?
0: And and what's the problem? And like part of the problem, as you know, I was a former candidate for the House of Representatives for District 10. I, I, I ran as a conservative Republican in the South Valley in 45 years, which is all my lifetime. There has only been but two representatives representing the South Val, Valley. And that in lies part of the problem because of this voter habit because of voter loyalty. Sometimes New Mexicans have been loyal to a fault knowing that the person knocking or not knocking on your door, the person they're telling you to vote for, he's not really your friend, even though you think he's your neighbor. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. But
2: at least if they live in your neighborhood... Uh, I, I, you can throw eggs. Do something.
1: Do something. <laughs> Protest. <laughs> I throw a flag or something. <laughs> but,
2: but let me give you. So I, I am deep in the weeds in some data, and I want you to know some of the things that we know. Okay. And the first thing that I know is you should never, ever, ever mail your ballot.
0: Don't ever do it. Don't ever do it.
2: And it's not because it's illegal or anything like that. It is unreliable. So when I started this project, we IPRA, that stands for Inspection of Public Records, uh, the number of ballots that were mailed in the APS election that came back marked undeliverable. 56,000 people were denied the right to vote. Now, it took me a while to get the updated stuff, but I went back and I looked at those addresses, and it turns out that uh, 91,000 other people, wives, children, living at those same addresses, got their ballots. Imagine that. Imagine that. Now, how does that work out? Now, to add insult to injury, so uh, like you, my husband ran for the legislature uh, this last time. He just got a piece of mail back, yes, um, Saturday, uh, and it was marked undeliverable. Mm. The person uh, that that belonged to not only voted early, we know that, Uh, But is still living at that address. Wow. Uh, And and so we, it it is, um, am I going to punch the uh, the Postal Service in the nose? No, I'm not. They have equipment that isn't 100% perfect. We have people who are not 100% perfect. But when it comes to elections, you need to be perfect. When it comes to elections, we got to get it right. That's exactly right. And mailing your ballot. Uh, is not going to cut it, but that's not the only part of the system that breaks down. So in this election, you all know about all the money we're spending on same-day voter registration. Yes. And boy, is it making a huge difference. Not, not, not. Uh, mm. But anyway, uh, because I can tell you that 13,000. Um, let me let me give you the right number. 13,388 people registered early. And, uh, and, and many of them voted. But there were 753 people who registered on November 11th. And guess what? What? Their vote didn't count. How come? I don't know. I hope you're interested in that. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, is it because they weren't qualified to vote? Well, if they're not qualified to vote, how are they now registered?
0: Isn't that interesting? That's super interesting. Um, so I do know that there were some people... Uh, it was called Same Day Voter Registration? Right, right, right. Yeah, so so how does that play in all of this? Well,
2: same day, so so I'm a technical geek, and, and the truth is, is some of our same day voter registration, the data part in the back end is hooked up with MVD. I'm okay with that, uh, because it very quickly says you're a qualified voter, or you're not a qualified voter, because in those records, your citizenship is documented. Okay, I am actually good with that. Uh, also, whether or not you are a felon, I uh, and so I, I'm good with that. And that is a really quick way to do that. So I don't have a problem okay. with same day voter registration. I do have a problem with people who are so frivolous. About voting, that they will wait until the very last minute to say, "Oh, now I've got a vote," and you go in and vote on one issue, and you turn out—it turns out that your judgment was not so good. Oh
0: yeah, bad uh, judgment.
2: And, and so, um, so is—is is it an awful thing? No. So, but we take, go to great lengths to not purge the voter rolls. So, what does purging means? The law is, under Help America Vote Act, that if if you miss two federal elections, that's two elections for your uh, member of Congress, that you are supposed to be sent a card by your clerk saying you're in danger of being removed from the voter rolls. Well, now we've just noticed that uh, you can do same-day registration, so this probably isn't a big deal, but it's a big deal about the voter rolls. Uh, And so they send a card, and it literally takes six years to get you off the voter rolls, literally
1: literally
2: literally that's the timeline it's like section 8 housing it's a good thing if the if the secretary of state sends those cards to everybody so I happen to know that in Bernalillo County 29,000 people have not voted not ever ever since 2012 29,000 how many cards do you think that they sent out right 21,000 Um, but, but here's another piece that is really frustrating about cleaning up the voter rolls is they don't want to do it. Uh, you know, and, and so you as a candidate are spending a tremendous amount of money. Uh, we have all gone through, I, all three of us sitting here have knocked on a door and we are talking to a widow who says, but my husband died 11 years ago. Why do you keep asking for him at the door? Right. All of this. So we're behind at Vital Records by a year and a half. That doesn't explain why this is so messy. But would you like to know how many people didn't vote in this election? Absolutely. What's that number? uh, The the number for this particular election is 78,000. Oh, shoot. Over 78,000 people. Did not vote
0: in this election. This is a pretty important election, wouldn't you say? And it was very heated and widely uh, argued, whether it be on social media or in homes everywhere. The political climate was was pretty high. People, I mean, it had people's attention. Right, exactly. Um, but the number of people who did vote in this
2: election, and uh, I'm going to have to give you more data. But what we are seeing is one out of three. Uh, it's the first time that they have ever voted. Even though they may have been registered longer, and uh, and many of them voted or uh, did so on same day registration. Oh wow! And and so I hope that gives you pause because our media. Well, you're not easily offended, but let me tell you about the media.
1: <laughs> I'm offended already. Uh, we used to be part do, of media. Do they give
2: you the both sides? I, I you know I pray every morning to wake up and and hear a journalist say uh, there were four bodies found at at the Albuquerque airport and. This group over here says, oh, it's just an accident and and there's no crime in Albuquerque. And I'd like to hear the other side, which is, wait a minute, we think maybe something's wrong here. I'd like to hear two sides, but I never hear that. So with regard to cleaning up the voter rolls. So this time around in Bernalillo County, I gave you the numbers of people who did not vote. We're going to purge 7,903 people. Now that purge, fortunately, is including a few more dead people. Uh, but we have a problem. We have something called the Eric system, uh, which was instituted in 2017, mm-hmm. and it is helping with cross-state state registrations. And I know you're shocked to hear that there are people registered in multiple states and they vote stop in it. all those states. Oh, I know.
0: Stop it.
1: <laughs> and we should be shocked. Why?
2: <laughs> and, and and did it affect um, New Mexico? Probably not. Did it affect Kentucky? Big time, Kentucky, Tennessee. That's that's over nine thousand people vote, voting in vote, both states. Wow, shocking, shocking. That's what I got over this yeah, week. shocking, it's shocking, so shocking. <laughs> it's so shocking. It's so
0: shocking. It's so shocking. It's like the you know Milagro filled War. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then they're talking to the sheriff, and and then the guy goes, "Well, you know, you're elected, you won." He goes, "Yeah, but I only I only won by three votes." And he goes, well, yeah, that's because my cousin wasn't in town, so as you know. <laughs> they vote three <laughs> times
1: each. They, they so do times. we have any statistics on how many dead people in New Mexico voted? Do you
2: know, I, that is, I have to tell you how hard that is. We are searching that, and in order to get that data, because we're not entitled to nor allowed to access vitals, uh, vital statistics in New Mexico or Social Security. So I have a team of people who have scraped the obituaries.
0: Wow. It is
2: labor intensive. Um, and do we know they're there? They're very hard to find. But I did find something else in this effort. So I can't give you a uh, defined answer, but I will. I will send it to you because we're going to find them.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: And and, and the issue is, is did they vote or did they not vote? I can already tell you that mostly the dead people don't vote. Mostly they don't.
1: (laughs) 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 Except in New Mexico.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then. But I I just went toe-to-toe with one of the county clerks who told me up and down, oh, it's not possible to have a duplicate registration in the state of New Mexico. (laughs) To which I said, but ma'am you're mistaken. Mm -hmm. And already and they're very hard to find. What is happening is the Secretary of State had a staff member who was taking voter registration updates. That's where people were doing what they were asked, which was to update their registration. And they coded them as a new registration. And so now we have one voter with two ID numbers. Wow. And you as a voter cannot fix that. You cannot fix that. So I've had to take a number of people to the clerk, and we are able to resolve it. But because we were doing this in-depth look at the data, we found another 56 of which they've already validated 48 duplicate registrations. Now, I can tell you that uh, all but two only voted once. And the majority of them didn't vote at all, but two did vote twice. And I'm just going to, I'm going to put money on the table right this minute. Do you think that'll ever show it. up in court?
0: No, absolutely not. Absolutely well, not. Well, you're not taking I've my all- debt. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I don't want to take your money, Janice, because I, because, well, it's New Mexico and we all kind of know what happens here. So this is amazing. So, so unless you're like a really informed voter as to all the procedural right. laws and all of this kinds of stuff. Uh, you might be lost, but so you might be lost.
2: Let's bring this down to the basic stuff. And part of this, so I'm—I I don't want to kid you. This is on New Mexicans. It is really important that you keep your voter registration up to date. It is also important that you live in your district. One of the most interesting things that I've done, because I actually knock on doors to help clean up the voter rolls, because stuff happens. I would not know about the man in Mississippi who has been voting from Mississippi absentee for 20 years using his grandparents' address. His grandparents sold that house 18 years ago. And they died in 2018. And the people at that house said, do you think you can do anything about us not getting his mail anymore? Right. And why is he voting from Mississippi? What is the story? Why is he impacting our election? Right, he is disenfranchising a voter here. But then there is the the case of another lady who claimed a dress. I'm going to tell you what it is: 4600 Columbia Northeast. Ain't no such address.
0: Ain't no such address.
2: And and we see that a lot with apartment buildings. There is no address, so they are not getting their mail. Uh, but people who have lived in houses for well over four or five years and they are still getting mail for people who are still registered there. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to fix your voter registration form, and you need to vote where you live.
0: Absolutely. So take the presidential election. Yes. So let's say 1,000 people impacted the election that maybe shouldn't have voted, voted illegally, or whatever the problem was. So it's 1,000 people out of all of them votes in the entire you know United States, not going to make a big deal. But when we're talking about local school elections— local city council elections, uh, sheriff, anything outside of the general election. Some people win by a couple of votes. Oh, absolutely.
2: Uh, There was a district attorney um, in Sandoval County. I think the spread was 15 votes. Uh, In um, Chaparral, the uh, House of Representatives was separated by 30 votes. Uh, You start throwing this stuff in there, it makes a difference, Uh, even 200 votes that's a very slim margin mm-hmm. um but but we have other things so for example all this, this data that i'm telling you about would you like to know which district has the largest number of people who have never voted I'm yes i am say you want to take a guess I'm oh afraid, come on come i'm on. afraid to hold on say the it. south
0: valley stop it, stop <laughs> <this> <laughs> <alley>. it's <laughs> not mm. i'm just going to pick a number here it's like bingo uh district 14 uh, well, I would say it wasn't District 14.
2: It's District 11, which is Old Town. Ah, that burning. was my district. It's your district, it oh, Uh And I, that's I, Old Town. I was actually surprised by this because I have been looking at House District 18 um, because they're university students there. They have a right to vote. However, there are 225 students who are over the age of 45 who are registered at La Posada Dining Hall. I thought that was quite interesting. That is interesting. And and it's not right. You know, they don't live there. Now, do they live in the district? Haven't finished that uh, that analysis, but I'll be glad to tell you. I have knocked on the door of one group of, of individuals at their forwarding address. It turned out they were medical students. And they were in class. They still talked to me, and they said, "God, you know, we're just so busy. We just didn't have time." Right. And I handed them a voter registration form right then and there. We got it resolved, and because they want to vote, they want to do it right. Right. And and this isn't hard, but that's that's what we have. But it is that is an odd district. 225 people over 45.
0: You gonna live in a dormitory at 45? I'm just good. God no. (laughs) 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 Okay, everybody, we got to take a quick break. Uh, You're listening to Off the Cup, ABQ, the hottest, newest, conservative talk radio show keep it locked in locked on KDAZ 96.9 FM The Real
1: Conference invites women of all ages to attend an encouraging time of worship teaching
2: and prayer on Saturday March 13th at Eastern Hills Baptist Church from 10am to noon leave re-energized and excited about your walk with God be equipped with real and practical tools to find hope in whatever you're going through You don't want to miss this. And the best part is, it's free. All you need to do is register to reserve your spot.
0: www.getrealwithgod.com Welcome back to Off the Cup ABQ, the hottest, newest conservative talk radio on KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we are in studio with Janice Arnold-Jones regarding voter rolls. There you go. Yes. So we're just wrapping it up. So is there any last... um, Absolutely. A couple of things. So if you
2: want to hear, identify the greatest threat to one person, one vote, it will be ranked choice voting. Longer discussion, but I'm telling you what, don't give away your vote. But it means you have to make a choice. Uh, The second thing is U.S. Mail is not the way to do this. If you want to see a real change and go look, don't, don't guess, but look, Uh, Representative Bill Rehm has a bill in HB 290, which is called the Voter Education and Election Task Force, and its focus is to clean up the voter rolls because I think everybody wants to be confident that my vote counts, your vote counts, but each of our votes
0: only count once. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's definitely get you back in the studio to discuss those issues. You're welcome to stay in the studio with us. I, I would love to because you know what?
2: I know how off-the-cuff you are, and I can help. Oh, yes, because <laughs> I, I know you do.
1: So, and I'm uh, scared of both of them. I know,
0: I know. You should be, be very, very afraid. So uh, our next section is talking about APS, the headhunt for a new superintendent. So the school board, all of this stuff, you know a lot about that. So this would be a good section to hang out for. I would say, well, let me just add, I
2: have just flown across the country, and I just want you to know that our schools are not open and everybody else's schools are open to one degree or another. Our kids are being cheated. And the hotel that I stayed in, uh, they, they were hosting a national girls' volleyball tournament. Oh, wow. And a national girls' cheerleading event and all their families were there. And I don't want you to think that they're being frivolous uh, in the public areas. You still had to wear masks. Uh, right? But they are doing their, ki- our kids are dying. I feel so bad. My next door neighbor is the uh, student body president for Sandia high school. Mm-hmm. And he has missed all of those important lessons.
0: Right. I just feel so bad I for mean, him. He's such a great guy. Like my niece, Isabel, she, she literally graduated. This was last year during COVID uh, through like an, a zoom, a zoom, zoom meeting. <laughs> you know, it's not the same. No prom. It's all of these rituals that that you go through uh, in 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 what do they call them? Like not the changing of life, but uh, like Psych- the circle of life. Yeah, yes. like these milestones. You know. So APS are they not always looking for a new superintendent or what? So in April of 2020, APS suspended the hunt for a new super, uh, superintendent. Citing COVID. Like in other words, we don't know what to do. Everything's on lockdown. But they so they could have got on Zoom, yeah, but instead they made kindergartners get got on Zoom. Zoom. They could have got on Zoom, get the applicants. <laughs> hey, what are your qualifications? Blah, 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 blah. So Scott Elder, he's um he's he's appointed superintendent now. He's on that short list, uh, to be a superintendent. And so the, I think they got something like four. Four candidates, one already uh withdrew and I go, Oh, so she dropped out already? She dropped out already. Well, you know, APS could the they could have moved
1: yeah, they could have moved forward with the semifinalists who were already chosen to find a more permanent leader who could lead the district during that time, but they didn't. But they w- didn't why are you surprised And Janice says, we oh, you know, our kids are being cheated, our
0: kids haven't haven't they always I mean right. look at the graduation rate. Totally. Yeah, the whole thing education- we'll end all arguments with what? Graduation rates, graduation all our rate. arguments about APS, that argument will end with the graduation rates. Wait, mm-hmm. wait,
2: wait. I just read a news article that our graduation
0: rate is way up. Did they fib? Well, even if it's up, it, it it's still down. It's not at any standard. It, it might be like some sort of improvement. But if you look at everything west of the river, those graduation rates are definitely different from its counterpart east of the river. Yeah, it's just amazing what they do. So if there's a harder way of doing things, APS will find it. And there is no shortage of examples where APS, at its leadership, has demonstrated this.
2: I am so ready for a new school board that has some common sense and some judgment.
1: Totally. Okay. Is that is that all you're waiting for? I'm waiting for city council and county? I'm I waiting know. for a lot of them to get APS some APS is sense. too big.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. they sit up there off of Louisiana and, and like, in the uptime uptown area in these ivory towers that are empty that are empty mm-hmm. and they're rude when you go and again I'm not talking teachers I'm not talking administrators right now I'm talking APS at its leadership you talk to most teachers mm-hmm. and they can tell you there you know there's a problem with the leadership so uh, well I mean we're gonna have to stay tuned to see who this APS uh superintendent is but here's the deal whoever that person is is going to have a ridiculous amount of power a ridiculous amount of power, a ridiculous amount of power. APS is too big. If I would have been elected, <laughs> but I wasn't. Okay, uh, so so I, I just off the cuff, let me it. just
2: remind you. So every member of Congress who has run recently, what do they run on? Fixing education. Every member of the rep of the legislature runs on fixing education and you just nailed who had the power. It was the
0: superintendent. And by the way, members of Congress have no power over education. Right. Right. Superintendent is a big deal. It's a I mean, big deal. Contracts are going through. And, and then at this point, we're not even talking education. At the leadership level, we're not even talking education. We're talking contractual stuff. We're talking legal stuff. We're talking a ton of money. And if you're in, you're in. There's a lot of construction companies and like legit businesses that are dependent Absolutely. on APS and their um The work that they need done as contractors, their contractual work, because APS happens to be one of the number one people to get those jobs just uh, for for mom and pop businesses. Like, in other words, they go out and they fill out a bid for concrete, for wood, for pencils, for food, whatever, all of this stuff. Dependent on it.
2: Absolutely. So do you ever wonder, looking at all these empty buildings, and of course, you know, they have that big new training building at Louisiana mm-hmm. and Comanche that is empty. Super nice building. Uh, it is a nice building. But what do you think is going to happen when parents say, I have had enough? I Already they've documented that, what, 12,000 students are absolutely missing and there's going to be a great move, even with a new superintendent, with, peop- with parents saying, you know what, I've had it. We're, g- we're doing better homeschooling our kids than you are. And yet that leaves uh, probably half the students who have no
0: choice but to go to public education. Right. And they are being cheated. Right. This is why they got a $1.8 billion lawsuit because uh, the kids that were having to stay home, they're just like, we have a right to an education. Essential workers go to work. Firefighters just say, oh, I have to stay home. I don't got the COVID vaccine and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Big fire downtown, big fire over here, all of this stuff. They said, oh, I'm going to work from home. I said, oh, okay. No, firefighters got up and they went to work because it was essential. Teachers need to do the same thing or step aside so somebody else can do it. That's right. You know, I've been watching the
1: kids on computers. They're not learning a darn thing. She's trying to control them from that side of the building. Sit down, put that out, get the mm-hmm. dog out of there. Get I
2: would say, and, and not to add fuel to the fire, but when the screen freezes up, what do you think those kids do? And, oh, by the way, Poke I, their nose. a little more fuel to the fire. So I appreciate what Senator Padilla did in improving the broadband access. But I feel like a broken record. I
0: have been talking about this since 2008. They have been talking about it, their entire platform. And what is broadband? And I, I, I'm, I'm joking here. I know, I know. Because you've been in mm-hmm. the Pajarito Mesa. Yes, You've been there. It's within um, the the boundaries of Albuquerque. It's considered Albuquerque. It's right off of course in Pajarito if you were to go east. No electricity, no no running water. They only got the little Wi-Fi at, at at this like portable building that they're calling the community center that was shut down during all of COVID. Right. So if they were really serious about broadband I mean, our phones would work in in, in Pajarito Mesa, I would say, and yeah.
2: they would have sewer and and other things, and completely ignored. Yeah, is it because they don't pay enough taxes or because these are rentals? That that is just a blot on Albuquerque to to have a colonias in the middle of Albuquerque. It is an island, and they're. All of those children are being cheated, every Ab- single one.
0: Absolutely. What were you going to say? It's 15 minutes from downtown. I mean, it's not like if they're in. It's two yeah. minutes from the representative's house. Yep,
1: there you go. <laughs> and
0: still they're carrying their own water. I know. And I, know. Like, yeah. I know. The only time Michael, the only time I saw Senator Michael Padilla up there at, at the party tomeses when I, as a Republican, hadn't even been over there. And he went, you know, and then he goes, well, I could be here. I'm the senator of this district. I'm like, okay, dude. do well, something. I was do like, something. we well, pull out the little uh, pin and pad and let me tell you what's happening over here. They got no running water. They got no electricity. They're hauling their water. There's children here. It's during COVID. They don't got, I mean, the list goes on and on. And why are you doing that to them, state of New Mexico? Is it, is it because they are Mexican? And why are you doing that? And, yeah. and worse than that, the county of Bernalillo
2: wants to charge them. For a darn street sign on an unpaved <laughs> Oh, <word.
0: laughs> Stupid.
2: I would say, and, and other areas, this would not happen. I really no. got to
0: just go back up there and be like, look, we're going to have arts and crafts day. We're going to make our own stops. Like, we're going to figure this out at, right. at a community. And when the community starts doing stuff and you say, look, hey, government, we don't need you. We're going to do it this way, even if it's, you know, done a little more generically because it needs to be done. It ought to be done. So we should take a visit of Pajarito. Maybe we can incorporate <laughs> Pajarito into our platform. We'll take Senator video So do you know what you a golden parachute notes. is? What is it? So, tell us. Tell us. Okay, so a golden parachute is an agreement between a company and an employee, usually like upper executive, right? So these are like real important kind of people. Uh, specifying that the employee will receive certain significant benefits if employment is terminated. These may include severance packages, buyouts, things like this. Most definitions um, s- specify the employment termination is a, a, is as a result of a merger or takeover. Not because, like, the board voted you out because they fired you, mm-hmm. because you weren't doing your job, but, you know... These so are they sugar other- sugarcoated
1: that's what you're saying.
0: Well, the new mm-hmm. term for golden parachute is, is sort of like a golden handshake. Like, in other words, superintendent's going to get him an, uh, a contract, because I told you, APS about contract. Yeah. It's all contractual. <laughs> so they're going to get this big contract, and then... And then superintendent, he's going to be like, well, I want this much money if you fire me. If I have to leave for any reason whatsoever, even if it was in complete conflict of the policies or goals or mission of APS. Does that mean like hiring a a child predator? Is, would that be included in, in that? Are you talking about Luis uh, Valentino, disgraced ex superintendent? I was trying not to mention his name, but yes, that's the guy I, mean, I was mentioning. You should totally mention his
1: name. <laughs> well, <you> remember <laughs> when he's down here and their parents found out that he was a child molester. He still hadn't gone to court on it. And then here they're bringing him to be a part of the uh, superintendent right, of APS. Right.
2: I always say, but you got to ask, Diana, who's writing these contracts? Yeah. I would never in business write a contract like these golden
0: parachute okay, contracts. Exactly. Ever. I'm like, APS, you got the two big ivory towers you the boss Mm -hmm. you tell me why somebody from over here is coming from another state with all of this terms and conditions telling you what's good for you here's this at the end of the day you you show up you go to work and you get a check you don't do your job you get fired and you don't get a check you go home Mm -hmm. you don't get a big severance package so I would say but it's not just APS I mean although coach Weir didn't get a
2: very good package but look at all of the athletic coaches and athletic directors preceding him and again I ask you who's writing these contracts and for whose benefit because it ain't who, for us
0: who does write them it or or approves them it's it's a board right bingo there you go because the board serves as the governing body and they sign the contracts. and they sign the contracts they allow it the buck stops there so again we're talking about APS issues and we're talking about it at the leadership uh level so Luis Valentino Luis Valentino resigned from APS just two months into his job when it was re- revealed that he hired an assistant superintendent. So in other words, he couldn't even do the job of superintendent by himself. He needed a deputy, just, just the way Mayor of Albuquerque, Tim Keller, did. This person's name was Jason Martinez, assistant superintendent of APS. Without conducting a background check, Martinez was facing trial for four felony-related Sexual abuse of a child. So the guys from Colorado comes over here, makes Colorado's problems our problems. (laughs) And then it's national news, it's all of this kind of stuff. So all these parents they completely mad. They go down to APS. And I mean, I was there Mm -hmm. because you know I was doing journalism at the time. And so it was heated. And I was like, they go, Oh, well, we don't know if we're gonna fire Luis Valentina. I'm like, no, he's fired by order of the people. You got you have a packed uh, you know. Auditorium of parents that are angry. And everyone's saying to fire Valentino. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. So um, in 2017, there was an introduction of a house bill aimed to end contract buyouts, but it failed miserably. Why are you surprised? I know. So will the new superintendent of APS uh, be given a golden parachute? If he resigns, leaves, or gets fired. And remember, all of this is taxpayer based. I would say yes. I'd like to put some money on the table and, and, cause it's a for sure bet, you know? So, so we just got a little bit of time left on this. Got time's just flying by, Janice. I know. I mean, I I mean, usually like every minute (laughs) is tick, talk, tick, (laughs) talk. You say, okay, what are we gonna say again? Oh, give a plug, give a plug. If you'd like to see us, Go to offthecuffabq.com. There you could click on our email. You could request to be a guest. You could do a ton of stuff there. You're listening to 96.9 FM, 700 AM. We are Off the Cuff ABQ. We are the newest, hottest, conservative local talk radio. Keep it tuned in.
2: Don't let the cost of advertisement hold you back. Off the Cuff Albuquerque supports local artists. Whether you are a solo artist or in a band, one of the best ways to get your music out there is to get it played on the radio. For more information, visit www.offthecuff.com. That's www.offthecuff.com.
0: Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we are your hosts. We're still in studio with Janice Arnold-Jones. She's going to ride with us all the way through the end. All the way to the end. Because that's because she's a ride or die. <laughs> she's a ride or die. So, I just wanted to give a quick shout out because we give shout outs right here. Mm-hmm. Like to give um, just a little update on this South Valley hit and run. So, there was a resident from the South Valley. His name is Leroy Garcia, 46. He was out for a walk when he was hit by a car. Garcia was out for an evening walk last Saturday evening when he was struck and killed by a driver near the intersection of Rio Bravo and Del Rio. The driver fled the scene. How sad. Yeah. The family of Leroy Garcia wants to know why the driver left. Big question mark. And it's a fair question. Why would the driver leave the scene and ultimately Mr. Garcia alone to fend for himself? Wow, you... Or or to die by himself? I know. Because you know the way we are, like, uh, you know, during death and dying, like even our rituals. Um, I cry for a bird when it dies. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. a human being. I've like... cried for a duck before. Yeah, you know what I mean? Don't... No, seriously. Like, like, why would you leave them... You know, know, the most
1: most crushing part of
0: that whole story is his mom went to go
1: look for him and found him and he was already dead.
0: Yeah. So like the mom was, you know, the time's getting later and later. She's like, you know, he's not home. You you know, let me go take a little walk on on his usual route is what I'm assuming. I'm just kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, guesstimating that. And she was the one that that came upon her son and it was too late and it was too late. Dead. Well, that's dead, what we said. Crime, crime, crime.
2: I would say so what is APD or, or Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department doing about
0: this? So they have issued a they have issued um, the type of car and phone number to call. So if you have any information about the hit and run accident on Rio Bravo and Del Rio, please call the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department. Uh, with any information, because this is just a family, a reasonable family. And I saw an interview with them on one of the local stations. And one of the family members was like this. We understand accidents happen, but why did you leave? Like, they just want to know what happened. They they just, you know, they want to know what happened. And so it's just unfortunate that somebody would take off. and I, And I'm sorry, but if you hit an individual with your car, you know, you hit something. I mean, I mean, it's not it's not rolling over like a speed bump, a speed right. bump or something <laughs> like this. You know, you would obviously have front end damage. You'd probably have evidence of some sort of uh, traumatic injury. Was it dark? Like Do you
1: know when he was walking? Or was, I,
0: you know, know I yeah, yeah. The the specifics around the case, I don't know. But yeah. uh, on Friday, uh, we were out visiting with some local businesses, and we saw a group of people gathering where it, you know. Where they hit him. Yeah. So we stopped and made contact with the family. We just, you know, gave our condolences because, you know, I'm from the South Valley. Like, I get it. It's just, it's never a good thing when we lose our family members. Mm-hmm. And so I I just kind of stopped as like a, a neighbor, but then also told him, hey, look, we got this radio show. If there's any, you know, if there's any way we can aid you on this platform in finding justice. Uh, we would totally be open to those communications and, and obviously we're on the record for allowing our platform to be used to highlight social and political injustices and equally highlight New Mexicans, mm-hmm. right? And, right? And then we do that through um, our music portion on Freestyle Friday. Uh, last Friday, we were interviewing a super funny artist. I mean, I'm sorry, a uh, writer, mm-hmm. Gerald.
1: Gerald Loeb. Yeah, in- yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and and so uh, so equally, we're... We're about New Mexico because we are New Mexicans coming from a long line of family members and uh, we'll leave a long line of family members far beyond our own existence. And so, yeah, that's what we do here at Off the Cuff ABQ, <laughs> <laughs> because when you ride with us, you ride locally. So crime, crime all the time. Did we talk about uh, the bodies found at the Albuquerque uh, uh, International Ab- Albuquerque is even a dumping ground when you kill somebody, come and leave him at the airport right. and drive away. Right. But, but you got to
2: ask another question. Are we not even uh, surveilling the parking lots? Seriously. Do we, do we not have a security? I mean, because um, I, I'm just guessing. So I understand that this happened and, and they were
0: all in a pickup truck?
2: They hmm. were in some kind
0: of vehicle, but then it, you know... I, there's a lot of facts surrounding we this. We don't
2: know,
1: yes.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we don't know. But uh, so the initial report was like, yeah, we don't want to release the kind of car or vehicle it was because whatever. Weren't they right. all from
1: Grants? Grants, well, in well, then the
0: next day, two days later, something right. like this, uh, the paper comes out with um, uh, with an article. And I say the paper because they happen to be the only ones, you know, right. reporting it at the time, last I checked. But there's some connection from Grants. They're, they're putting out, you know, um, uh, interested people or persons of interest uh, bulletin boards or or, or bullet notices uh, or bulletin notices. And so uh, this story is quickly unfolding. And guess what? Not even the first time it's happened at the International
1: mm-hmm.
0: Airport right. in Albuquerque, where Tim Keller's name is on there. By the way, the buck stops there. That's right. Your crime issues, the buck stops there. The, but in your city... The buck stops at the mayor. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Right? Yeah. Crime, crime, all the time. And depending where you're from, it's crime, crime all the time. <laughs> I would say. Well, I would say. So where I was on the other side of the country, uh, that was a,
2: it. Was coming across the news, and there were no details. But they started asking me about what on earth went on. But I have to say something nice about the airport. Please do. I do. Um, so I I've been to lots of airports, and the last time I flew uh, back into Albuquerque. Uh, There were only two flights that had come in. It took us more than 40 minutes to get our bags, and that was after I'd already stopped at the little girls' room, and now I'm downstairs Mm -hmm. waiting. I want you to know when I walked in this time, my bag was there when I got there. I, I was going whoa, yeah. way to go Albuquerque because <laughs> <Yeah. in, laughs> it's a <well>, hot dam. <laughs> because and these other and I was in a city with a much larger airport right. and that was the standard is I, I said oh my gosh my dad is there and they are looking at me like in shock. really? Yeah. And I yeah. said no that never happens where we come from. Right, right. So I would say just just a, a woohoo uh,
0: yeah.
2: even if it's a one time event in right, Albuquerque. Right. A woohoo
0: Albuquerque sunport. <laughs> right, right. It might be first time last time but still, still a milestone. Yeah, it's completely crazy She's like, oh, oh, we'll get your luggage uh, manana, manana, <laughs> okay. Alba Albu- crazy, and Alba crazy. Like, the crown says Alba crazy. Oh, just a reminder, I know it's the beginning of the week and we still got a few days to go, but the crown local rapper from uh, crazy Albuquerque, he's gonna be our featured uh, artist on Friday, so it's gonna be a ton of fun. And he's real personable, yeah, 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 <laughs> and uh, like a real hard worker. Uh, I think Dino's a roofer, you know, the uh, uh the last guy from freestyle friday and he's such a conservative like i i don't know that he knows he's a conservative he doesn't know but he is yeah well we're born conservative yeah i mean he wakes up early every day goes to his job loves his family loves his faith and is giving back to the community because essentially like whether you like the message or not in 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 rap it's a reflection of of what's happening you know uh a reflection of reality well that song he played yeah breakfast of champions yeah breakfast of sure. champions he says some people just get up every day and they go do it mm-hmm. you know a step that's at a, a cool. time that's it yeah and and so um again we highlight all genres though so it doesn't matter if it's spanish Mexican, because there's a slight like difference. I mean, there is. We should just say that off the cuff <laughs> or up front. Some rappers. Rappers. Rockers. Yeah. If you're a New Mexican, yeah, we want, we right, really want to right, give you right. a piece of the pie. And even if you're a transplant and you are and you live here and you, and you got some music, I mean. Wait a know, minute.
1: Hold on. What kind of a transplant? Not a
0: Californian. No, 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 don't even get me started with California. Okay. I'm like California. Stay over there and keep yeah. all them damn bright ideas over there too, because we don't want them here. You can saying, visit here. Infiltrating Texas. <laughs> totally. Oh my I goodness. Mean, I, you know why? Why would you leave
2: someplace? Which which leads me to I have so many friends that you know I, I went to the old Albuquerque high school. This is yes, that's long, right. you bulldog. Long term, you know, people who have been here for generations. Mm and so sad that there's more than more than two finger two handfuls of people who are leaving the state wow their families are from here and I, but I do say, so where do you go? Where do you go? I, re- I
0: know I'm going nowhere. I refuse to I'm run. I'm going to draw the line right here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to hold the line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold this line. And then I'm going
1: to. I'm going to fight for the state I'm I was born in and that, all my relatives are I in.
0: love it. That's love it. That's Good. it. Oh my goodness. We're coming to an end. No, this was so much Thank fun. Thank you listeners for listening. Uh, um, keep, keep tuning in. We're getting better and better. Uh, we like writing with you. We specifically like writing with you on FM radio because we're on FM radio. It's called ninety-six point nine FM, seven hundred AM. Don't forget to go to our website at offthecuffabq.com. You're listening to ninety-six point nine FM, seven hundred AM, exclusively aired on KDAZ. I'm Diana Vargas and I'm Stole. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And I'm guest Janice Arno-Jones. Yes, she is. <laughs> God bless you, New Mexico. See you tomorrow. Thank you.